Hello, and welcome to a very special Hot Mess edition of Bravo Replay. I am your co-host, Kate. And I'm Mattia. So, Mattia, I feel like we should explain why this is a hot mess. Uh, If anybody's watching this on video, they already know. But I have moved in the past three days, and I hate my life, and I just want to unpack. I don't know what has been happening, but the past few weeks, like at work and just life, I feel like I've been insane for everyone I am so excited to talk about Bravo today because I am just so drained from work and I just want to like unwind with you and talk about actual important things, which is Bravo. I agree. I am so self-centered right now, though. I would like to focus on Meredith Marks being an absolute deranged lunatic because that woman moves every year. How does she do that? I don't know because moving because I also just moved a few weeks ago now you're moving and it is a lot I mean like I was mentioning to you I mean it was when we were moving it was all day long it was we woke up you ate breakfast and we moved we didn't check our phones we didn't watch tv you were just moving cleaning moving cleaning for days and like the fact that she does it just for like clout and to live in like a bigger McMansion is We're we're just like we want to live in just a functional apartment do you think that is her kink? Hers and Seth's kink, like taking bubble baths together and then moving and then get off sexually? I do think some people love the chaos of it. And the, I don't know if you've ever watched Sister Wives, another reality show. These <laughs> people move every 45 minutes. Every minute Why? they're like, well, we got to move. We got to I mean, I've watched the show for years and they move at least every like 16 months, I would say. And they're a serious? polygamy family. Yeah. There's 18 children that what? they're moving from state to state. And you watch oh it, you're just God. like, this has to be a kink. This has, has to, to be a type of like, I think people like, I think some people enjoy the chaos of it. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I'm not on my normal microphone. So if I sound weird, it's because it's not the right microphone. The only good thing about moving is so I had stuff in storage because like, I'm going to downsize. I'm going to buy a condo. <laughs> then inflation happened and I just fucked myself. So I got all my treasures out of storage and I have some amazing treasures. I found my Princess Diana um, cross-stitch pillow oh, that my. you make, right? I have a friend's Lego Central Perk set that I found. I have vintage Swedish semi like pornographic like pinup art that I can like now proudly hang up again <laughs> I mean thank god what a waste that it was not being hung this oh. entire time honestly it reminded me of that Cindy Lauper song girls just want to have fun this is how tired I am I'm like do you remember that song everyone knows that song was it some girls take a beautiful girl and hide her away from the rest of the world mm-hmm. I did that to my Swedish porn and I will now hang it proudly because she deserves to shine she definitely does. And I can't wait when your space does get all situated and you're going to feel so much more zen. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited for you because there is, it is going to be good on the other side. On the other side of the move is always a, hopefully, a better place. You are you are my inspiration. Okay. Since we are recording this on a Thursday and this is coming out on a Tuesday, we can talk about something extremely topical. Candy's leaving. Candy is leaving Atlanta what do you think it's time I agree I agree a thousand percent it's time I haven't cared about a storyline from her for quite a few years no but I do agree so we're in a Bravo group chat I do agree whoever said Mama Joyce is the most upset thousand percent Mama Joyce is not happy yeah so for reference everyone listening Candy is the highest paid housewife to date Mm -hmm. 
prior to that, it was Nini and Bethany. Those were their highest. And I mean, like across franchises. And it's been Candy now for the past few years. So I'm interested to see who is going to be bumped up to that number one spot. Oh, easy. Kyle. It's Kyle. That's what I, because they, they do it by longevity and rating. Yeah. Those are the two. Yeah. But with Candy, I mean, she already has so much money. I am not worried about her. She does not need the housewives by any no. means. So I think she will be fine. Maybe Mama Joyce's pay, you know, paycheck might be cut a little bit, but I think that Candy will literally forget that she did the Housewives in a few years. She'll be like, "Oh yeah, that project," because she does like nine million other projects. Yeah. So here's what I want. I we've talked about this many times on this podcast that Housewives have an expiration date. They have too many seasons. I start to manufacture their storylines. It's not compelling. So here's what I want because I hate this guy. I want her to divorce Todd. And then I want her to come back in three or four years and have like an explosive season or two and then go away again. Because I liked Candy in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. It's just Candy's this very smart, savvy businesswoman. So Candy never showed her true self to the camera. It was always very tightly controlled, which was fine. I just don't like Todd. I think he's gross. I think he's a user. So I would like to see her single Candy again because that was the most interesting time to me. But it's, you're right, she doesn't need this. And I think that showed in her on the show, like you could tell she didn't need the show as much as the show needed her. So she was always kind of just kind of, I mean, it felt like she was just kind of clocking in, clocking out. And she'd be like, wow, that's so crazy. Like you could tell she didn't care about storylines where like, I want a Marlo level thirst where it's like, I am so close to this, but I also need it so desperately because then it's a mutual enjoyment of like, I want to watch, you need it, you need it. And you're getting what you need out of it. So, like, it works for everyone. Like Angie K on Salt Lake. Yeah, it's that type of level. So, thank you for your service, Candy. Mm. But I think it's time to go. And I think that you'll be fine. I'm not worried about you at all. I agree. I just hope they don't do, and like, a Roni reboot with this. I like some of the, like, legacy people. We just need messy, thirstier, hungrier people on the franchise, period. So, they're talking about bringing Portia back, which I would love. Portia's all of those. (laughs) Also, Candy had in her contract that because of everything that happened with Phaedra, Phaedra could not be on the show while Candy was on the show. And now with Candy out, bring Phaedra back. I know she's problematic. I know she's done horrific things, but God damn, is she beautiful and smart. And that is who, like, if she was back on Atlanta, because she's on Traders, she's been on Married to Medicine, she's been on Ultimate Girls Trip, and she's been fucking crushing it. I love her. Bring her back. I want to see those adorable babies. She's the right kind of monster for reality show, like TV. Like what she did to Candy, unforgivable on a personal level. Unforgivable. You know that shady lady was trying to create a storyline and it was, it just backfired horribly, horribly. So I would love to see her and her lies back on TV again. Yeah. I mean, if it's removing Candy, but I get Phaedra, I'm happy with that. Same. Do you remember how she lied about her due date and then everyone is doing the math and she just was unbothered by all of it? It was fantastic. And the fact she was like a 36-year-old woman, like didn't want her mom to know she was having sex. I was like, you're a grown-ass adult. Like you're a a grown woman. Who cares if you, like your mom's like 110. Like what does she care? I thought that was, it was so great to watch her trying to gaslight the audience and everyone around her. As to how she had the most developed premature baby ever to exist. But like, that's what I want to watch is someone with that level of just delusion. Delusion. 
Yeah, it's she's the best kind of delusional because she thinks she's smarter than everybody else. Which she is smarter than Portia. So I do want to watch that. Oh. And she's I, smarter than Kenya. Phaedra is smarter than Kenya and Portia. I would go so far as to say in the Bravo universe, Phaedra's top tier, like, smart cookie. I don't think you could find smarter people. And I don't mean educated because I do not equate education yeah. with intelligence. Education is something completely separate. She's educated, whatever. She's smart. Mm-hmm. Bethany is very smart. Like, whatever your opinion on Bethany is, she's smart. I think Heather's smart. Candace on Potomac. I would say Candace, Candace is very smart. Is smart. Yeah. I don't I don't think that there is I, I can't name somebody who I think, oh no, this person's like there's a tier above where Phaedra sits, like on mm-hmm. intelligence. And that's why it's so great to watch her because she's so smart, but so clunky. It's like it's like watching a toddler try to tell you a secret, right? Because yeah. she's like, I'm smarter than everybody. I'm gonna come in with a storyline and this agenda. And then you see it because she's not particularly smart in a cunning way. She mm-hmm. just makes those connections quickly. Atlanta needs a change up. Atlanta right. needs some help. I mean, it was painful to watch the last two seasons for me. I'm like cooking yeah. and I just have it on in the background where normally, yeah. you know, early years, I'm like fully engaged in it. Yeah. It just, it needs a revival. And I think that this will help it because I think, you know, Candy was kind of the queen too. And I think like pulling that dominant person away will help everyone else. Yes. So I'm ready. They definitely need to fix it. Potomac has had another really, has had a really bad season this year, but I do not touch the cast. I don't think it's on the cast. I think it was just, they didn't have enough going on. And I don't think they really wanted to be transparent about what was actually happening in their lives. So I think this, with the poor ratings and the poor feedback from this season, I really hope people will be more open about what's actually happening because I think that will be more interesting, a.k.a. Giselle fake dating Jason. <laughs> like, we can talk about that. But you just hit, like, the, the nail on the head. And let's let's get back to that in a second. You just hit the, like, they've been on too long. They're manufacturing their storylines and they're being less open and they're not thirsty. So, like... I disagree with you. I think someone needs to get the axe. Like Daddy Andy needs to come in, give somebody the axe so that everybody else gets their shit together and starts showing their lives. I love all of them. And I really hope Mia will bring it next season because she'll be getting divorced next season or will already be completely divorced from um, G. So I want to see her because I think she will be the one to be able to be more open. And I think she'll let out a lot of skeletons that were in that closet on that marriage hope so and I want to watch it kind of similar how Ashley kind of started to do it with her husband but then she like pulled back um with <laughs> Michael Darby like, I'm sure she she could write books and books on the things I'm sure that man has said and done but I think for her children and let's be honest for the money and the house yeah. that he's paying for that's the real reason why she's quiet not because she oh, yeah any type of morality it's definitely no. like money but I think Mia would like sell Gordon for, you know, a few thousand. Oh, for sure. And so did you watch Winter House? I just finished it last night. Okay. The Jason component of Winter House with Giselle. It's so clear they're trying to be a Craig Page, like no. cross franchise, like couple. They're so awkward and stilted together. I don't even think it doesn't have anything to do with the age. I would not say it's because of the age. It's just you can tell that they were like, hey, this will work for me. Well, that will work for me too. Perfect. And there's just no even 
chemistry of any kind. None. None. And I think Giselle is dating someone, but she wants to because of all the catastrophes of other people that she's dated, bringing them on the show. I think she wants to secretly date this person and then publicly date Jason to kind of protect her actual personal life, which okay. a lot of celebrities do. A lot. Um, a, a lot. of. I mean, that's what Kim and, and Timothy Chalamet are definitely doing right now. They're dating other people. They do this big kind of like PR relationship to kind of dangle, you know, something shiny in the corner oh. over here. So you don't look at the fact. Taylor and Travis. A lot of, yeah, it's, it's a strategy that a lot of celebrities use. So I'm sure yeah. that's what Giselle and Jason are doing. And Giselle kind of wins out of it where she's like, I get to keep my real relationship private. And Jason, you get to become more famous. It's a win-win. Well, except it's a lose for the, the audience and the viewers because they literally have no chemistry. <laughs> Speaking of Winter House, are you ready for our topic today? I mean, I'm as ready. Don't forget, this is my hot mess week. So I am, but I'm not. But I will say I packed to Summer House season five. So maybe I'll get some points. Well, we're going to consider the next few minutes therapy for yourself, myself, and anyone else listening. <laughs> Because I always feel better after I watch and talk about Bravo, especially the stressful week I have had. So I am ready to dive in and ask you some summer house related questions. Do it. The topic is the summer boys. And that is Carl and Kyle. Those are the longest term summer house male castmates. Okay. So for everyone listening, so I'm going to read the question twice so you guys can listen to it. And then Kate is going to respond. I'll let her know if she got it correct or not. Uh, before each question, I'll also let you know the points. So if it's a one-point question or a two-point question, and then I'll total it at the end to let Kate know her total. Feel free to shout out these questions while you're in your car, while you're listening on a walk, folding your laundry, whatever you are doing. I love all the messages I'm getting on Instagram of people after they do the episode. And they're like, I got this many right. I got that many right. That was so fun. Uh, so definitely keep sending us those messages, letting us know if you're liking the questions, uh, which mm -hmm. ones you got right. We're excited to hear. And you can let us know at Bravo Replay on Instagram as well. Or email us, mess at bravoreplay.com. We haven't gotten any inappropriate messages yet, so let's change that. Yeah, for sure. And we have over 25-star reviews right now, Kate. That's awesome. That is that is a nice thing to hear during my hell week. So thank you, guys. Only five stars. Thank you, guys, for listening for to directions. It was just five <laughs> stars. It's five stars or nothing. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, keep it to yourself. All right. Let's jump into the questions. Are you ready, Kate? I'm ready, Freddie. Okay, we like to start out with some background information. Okay. So for one point, where was Carl raised? <gasps> for one point, where was Carl raised? I actually know this because he wears his goddamn Pittsburgh shirts or Pittsburgh hats wherever he goes. Carl is a proud Yinzer. So Carl was raised in Pittsburgh. That is correct. He was raised in a suburb right outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, that's where he went to high school. He was born and raised there. So he is a Pittsburgh boy. People from Pittsburgh are extremely proud of being from Pittsburgh. I've never met someone from Pittsburgh who's like, eh, I'm from Pittsburgh, whatever. They will scream in your face and say, I'm a Yinzer, but you can't use the word Yinzer. It really is only for Pittsburgh Yins. Which is interesting. Have you been to Pittsburgh? I haven't. 
I have many, many times. I used to have friends that lived there. And yeah, it's interesting how proud they are of it. That's all okay, you are going to get us our first one-star review, and it's going to be Mattia is not okay. glowing about Pittsburgh, and we're going to have that coming, okay? There is, oh, what is it called? Burgatory. There's a fantastic burger joint there. Called Burgatory? It is really, really good with great milkshakes and burgers, but yeah, it's it's interesting. I've been to worse. It's not, it's no Philly. You know, it's oh, much nicer than Philly. I like Philly. Oh. I had a great time in Philly. Oh, no, no. Really? <laughs> oh, it was, I went on a birthday trip and it was, and my one girlfriend, she was like, you're not going to love it. And I was like, what do you mean? It's like a New York City. It's going to be amazing. And it was filthy. We were waiting for reservations or we had reservations. We were waiting for a table outside of a very nice restaurant and a group of people came up and just asked us they wanted to hit us. They wanted to get in a fight with us. They were like, why are you guys standing out here? And we're like, we're just waiting for our dinner reservations. And they were very aggressive. And it was bizarre. Oh, my God. I didn't find there was a lot to do there. I didn't There's think so there much was to do. What are to do. Yeah, oh we did the museums. God. And it was like, okay. And we went to some bars and restaurants. And I was like, all right. I guess we did all of Philly. We went to completely different Philadelphias because I had the best fucking time. I went to the museums. I got real drunk, had great food, insisted we go to, I think it's a Macy's now where Mannequin was filmed, the 1986 classic yeah, yeah. Andrew McCarthy. And we went to the, the big food hall. I had a great time in Philly. It's a beautiful city. I did not love it, and I probably won't go voluntarily again, unless I'm, like, passing through. Um, I went in the summer, too. It was really, really cold. Oh, I maybe that. I went Christmas magic time. I mean, listen. Oh, since- boo. Well, that's why you liked it. You were there. Go back in the city in the hot heat of summer. No. Smelly garbage everywhere. No. Then you will, I think you'll have a different, uh, you'll have a different experience with it. Well, my Philly is Boston. I do not like Boston. I don't need to go back to Boston. Hot last, take. Last time I was in the last, actually, I have to go to Boston this summer. But the last time I was in Boston, I was walking down the street by Fenway Park, and the guy goes, "What up, tits?" And I just go, "Nothing much, asshole." And just keep walking. I loved Boston. I love <sighs> Boston. I have to say, I love every other city that I've been to. I think Philly's the I, Pittsburgh is like way nicer than Philly. I'd rather I would oh live in God. Pittsburgh over. Philly, but yeah, I also recommend one more city plug, Savannah, Georgia. I love Savannah. Oh, love it. Amazing. Highly recommend. Gorgeous. Very haunted. 10 out of 10. Yes. Stunning architecture, food, people, like all 10 out of 10. Love it. Okay. Next question. (laughs) For one point, where was Kyle Cook born? Can I give a state or do I have to give like a city? So for one point, where was Kyle Cook born? I will accept a city or state. Okay, I feel like this is a trick, but I'm just going to go with it. He's a New Hampshire boy. He talks about being from New Hampshire all the time. So I'm going to go with New Hampshire. He was born in Baltimore, Maryland, then later moved to New Hampshire. He was born in Baltimore? He was born in Baltimore. Another city I've been to. You got to call it Baltimore. Baltimore. That's the Baltimore. Yes, they do. Everyone's hun. Yeah, I love I love Baltimore. I I lived in DC for years. Love Baltimore. 
I thought their food was great. Oh, it ha- well, it's Maryland. It's Merlin. Yeah. Like, their food oh, was the great. Crabs. I think Baltimore is gorgeous. I, I I haven't been there in years. I used to go to shows in Baltimore. I take the train up from DC. Ten out of ten city. Love it. Yeah, their food was great. We had brunch at one of their famous brunch places in Baltimore. It was really, really good. Well, he's but a yeah, Baltimore he's a boy. Baltimore guy. Then later moved to New Hampshire, which is where he went to school and he now calls home. But I think that's interesting because he does try to portray this like New Hampshire, very like genteel, waspy, yes, kind of persona. And I wanted to ground him a little bit. So that's why I put that in there. I love that. I was obsessed with Baltimore growing up because of John Waters. My mom never should have let me see Hairspray at six years old because obsessed. All right. So that question, the correct answer is Baltimore, Maryland. Congrats if you got that right. For our next question. So now we know a little bit more about our Summer House boys and where they're from. For one point, what below deck star is Carl close to? For one point, what below deck star is Carl close to? I have no idea. Let's think, though. Let's think. Oh, I'm going to take an educated guess here. I'm going to go with Malia because Malia is always like, I'm, I've got five brothers. I like to roughhouse. And Carl doesn't really like women, but Carl also likes to try to have sex with women. So I feel that's the perfect overlap. It's a good educated guess, but the correct answer is Captain Lee. Due to Lee's son struggling and later passing away with addiction, Carl and him bonded over that and what it was like to lose a family member to addiction. So they've become very close through that. You know, whenever I think about Captain Lee, I think about how he and Jax would fight on Twitter all the time. embarrassing but what's crazier is like Jax is only like 15 years younger than him than Captain Lee I think are you serious yeah I I don't think Captain Lee is at well during that time Captain Lee wasn't as old as you thought that he was I think he's only in his mid to late 50s and Jax is mid 40s no okay wait I just googled this Captain Lee is 74 years old he was born in 1949 yeah and Jax, as you've asked in trivia before, was born in 1978. So yes. that is 29 years difference. That It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I don't know what's more embarrassing. All of it. <laughs> but no, him, him and Carl are close. That is an interesting educated guess that you had, though, uh, with Malia and j- me just finishing Winter House 2. Malia just being that type of... I have brothers. I have brothers. I have brothers. You know, she's like, I don't know, I'm just always like punching boys. And I'm just like, Uh, it's an exhausting narrative for women to have. It's this, I'm not like other girls. I I grew up around, you know, men. So I'm just, I'm like a dude. And it's just, no, it's like her clearly not knowing how to interact or flirt with the other gender. So she just always kind of default flirts. But then I'm confused because she tries to say that all these other boys are just like her brothers. So then I'm like, do you flirt with your brothers? Like, so weird. It unravels a very bizarre relationship between sisters and brothers that I do think they have. Now, I don't have brothers personally, but it is an observation that I have that there are a lot of girls like Malia that have these very bizarre, unhealthy relationships with their brother, which I think is fostered by the parents, kind of similar to Teresa and Joe on New Jersey, where the parents kind of create this really bizarre dynamic, which then they don't know how to like operate with other 
boys. Listen, I have three biological brothers. I have three stepbrothers. My dad adopted a kid. So there's seven brothers in my life. I do not spit in other men's mouths. I just simply do not. I do not bring up the fact I have brothers in day-to-day conversation unless someone goes, Kate, do you have brothers? And I go, why, yes, I do. It does not come up very often. And you know how to interact and engage with other women. You're you're not like, oh, because I have brothers, I don't know how to talk to girls. Like, I kind of hate that. Malia and those type of girls do too where she just was like you knew you knew what you were doing with Sam you knew it you got caught with your pants down so then you went on this whole thing of like I have brothers and it's just it's it's not working you wanted Corey it's just it's embarrassing to watch which I don't understand why you want Corey because he is weird he looks like an alien I don't get the Corey thing but his whole thing is I have sisters so I know how to talk to girls so maybe they're maybe him and Malia are perfect for each other then they can have each other in whatever incestual way that they clearly want each other. They think, that, like, they think that like, I don't even know. Like the fact that they try to draw that line of like, I have brothers and I'm attracted to men and they're all the same. And I'm like, they're all very different relationships. Please stop putting them in one pot. <laughs> Thousand percent. And I guarantee you, I never think of my brothers when I'm out dating anybody, anybody. No, it's it's such an insane like thing to say. So like I, I grew up with- they're not brothers, but my, all my cousins are boys and I were all very close in age and we all went to the same school and grew up in very close proximity. So I, I grew up with boys too, but I would never be like, oh, me talking to this guy is like me talking to my cousin. Like what? Like, how could you draw that line? I like know. it's so different. So it's I don't weird. know. Really. You got to go to therapy, girly. That's all I'm saying. Fine, please. All right. So that correct answer was Captain Lee. Uh, They're very close, which I love that for them. Um, Captain Lee is like a daddy figure. And I love that he is older than I thought he was. And he looks fantastic. He's holding it tight. That's inappropriate. He's doing well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Next question. Another Carl question. Okay. What Summer House cast members has Carl hooked up with for two points? What Summer House cast members has Carl hooked up with for two points? Do I have to list them all or how many How many are you looking for? Got to do all of them for the two points. If you get a few, I'll give you one. <laughs> okay. So the work is he hooked up with was not the married one. And that's Lauren. So he hooked up with Lauren. He's hooked up with Danielle. He's hooked up with Paige. Are we counting jewels because he had a flirtation with jewels? Are we so we're not going to count jewels? Obviously, my girl Lindsay. Is that it? That is correct. He's really only hooked up with. It's Paige, Lindsay, Danielle, and Lauren. Uh, those are the girls. Guys, I think Amanda, Hannah. He never hooked up with. Uh, Jules and him never really, they just kind of like, I think he kissed her on the cheek. I'm I'm considering, you know, you got to make out or some heavy petting is a hook. Okay. Okay. That's why I included Paige. He definitely boned Danielle. Obviously, he, not Lindsay. Finger banged her, at least. Boned Lauren and him and Paige yeah. made out and did some heavy petting. Yeah. Cause that, yeah, those were all storylines. And yeah, I guess, I guess once the Lindsay train started happening, that it was just all, Although we don't know this season, you never know with Carl. Now, I do have to note, there were also rumors that Stephen and Carl allegedly hooked up. So I do feel like I have to acknowledge those. This was because of that whole scene where Stephen, uh, he's well, on the early seasons. He yeah. Has a, 
many years, he kind of outed that Carl said that the best blowjob he'd ever received was from another man. Yeah. And that whole kind of conflict. And then some people were kind of sending anonymous things saying Stephen and him hooked up. And that's why Stephen was like upset about that. He was trying to hide that. I, I there was nothing that. confirmed for sure, which is why I don't consider it. But just to note any of you listening, if you're like, well, what about Steven? Well, I'm I'm taking ones that he, I mean, who knows him and Amanda could have banged, which they definitely didn't. But, no. you know, I'm, I'm taking ones that were verified on the show. I believe that was Steven because Steven acted so unhinged about Carl. And I think Carl, before he got sober, it's like you knew what you were getting with Carl and the way he acted that Carl would act like that. You would only act like that if you thought you had a better connection with someone than you did. Yeah. And I just felt bad, though, Stephen kind of outing Carl potentially on national TV. I was like, eh, it's a little icky. I know. I guess I don't know how to say this because I'm very tired. And is it outing, though? Because, like, to me, that has nothing to do with sexuality. If a guy can get offered a, a blowy, he's probably going to take it. I think that's what Stephen was insinuating, though, with the comments. And then Carl was kind of saying, and Carl, I guess, specifically said, you know, don't share this with anyone else. So it was it was shared and hopefully that he was not going to pass that along. Oh, but I don't know. And then I think it makes sense. And if they hook, I don't know. But again, none of it was confirmed. These are all, you know, anonymous things and, and news articles and blogs and Reddit and stuff. Yeah. Stephen was bad vibes. I love Summer House, but as Kyle says, summer's supposed to be fun. Stephen, not fun. See, I know myself and I feel like I'd be friends with Stephen. I think he's a great time when he's on your side. People like that turn on you like that. 100%. Yeah. And I don't like that. I would rather see Kyle Cook would be my my choice because he's just your drinking buddy. And as long as you party, you're cool. I just can see myself in past experiences. I would fall for someone like Steven, right? Be like, oh my God, we're so close and we're so much fun. But you're right. He turns on you like a dime and I'm like, damn it, fooled again. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got claws. <laughs> but all right. So you got both the points for that question. Oh, good. Okay. I'm, I'm not doing as bad as I thought I would. No, not at all. Uh, so back to Kyle. Hi, Cookie. So you cannot discuss Kyle without discussing his better half, Amanda. I know you love her chef's kiss perfect i would do unspeakable things to look like her where did kyle propose to amanda for one point where did kyle propose to amanda for one point on a boat that is correct it was on a boat on the show now do you think that was the actual proposal or do you think that was staged a really good question since kyle started summer house i have no doubt in my mind that it was staged and there's probably some weird tax write-off you could get if that happened on the show like maybe the ring is now a production tax write-off so i also don't think that he has enough wherewithal to do it twice yeah so i think i rewatched the clip when he proposes to her on the sailing boat her reaction seems very genuine so I don't think that she knew. So I do think that this was the real proposal, which I think is interesting in juxtaposition to Stasi's proposal on Vanderpump Rules. That was a fake proposal. So he sure. already proposed to her two days prior, but he did it the same way for the show because they wanted it to be a private moment. But Kyle did it actually live on the show which is also what carl and Lindsay did while they were really i mean Lindsay knew she was getting proposed to oh for sure but i just think that's a lot to have that moment 
actually be televised for millions of people to watch. It's kind of an intimate moment with, you know, with, and Amanda really didn't have a say in it. I mean, maybe they talked about it before, but I would be really shocked if I was proposed to on national TV. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's, it's a private thing, but I think, you know, Kyle's number one thought is Kyle. Kyle's number two thought is lover boy in summer house. And Kyle's number three thought is Amanda. I disagree. I think his number one thought is alcohol. Number two <laughs> thought is summer house. Three is lover boy. Four is Amanda. Fair, fair. <laughs> Alcoholism is always number one uh, for him. I struggle with him because on the show, the drinking is sort of portrayed as like this fun, kooky summer activity. But, you know, we don't know if he does that, if this is played up for the show or if this is a year round. Kyle Cook is just a mess all the time. Yeah. And I haven't been able to see a lot of news out there verifying that, like saying like, you know, you can see Sandoval out. You can see Jax Taylor out. I don't see a lot of that for Kyle. So maybe it is just more for the show because I think he's a brilliant business guy. I mean, knowing to launch an alcohol brand while you're about to go on a Bravo reality TV show and putting in the agreement, I need to have as much visibility. I want the cast members to always be drinking my drink was brilliant. He knew what he was doing. Oh, well, yeah, because, well, Bravo's all in on that because it's Bravo gets a cut of that because Kyle Cook is no, did not get the Bethany Frankel carve out, just mm-hmm. did not. They don't give that to anybody anymore. And I'm glad that Loverboy is successful. I do think it's a good brand. It's a legitimate brand. The product's good. Like we've discussed, we've both had it. I think it's really good. Kudos to him. He crushed it. He knew he went in at the right time with the right product, the right marketing, and he was able to get it. I, agree. I would have never drink it if I just saw it. I would just be like, oh, it's just like another truly. But the fact that I'm like, oh, it's Kyle and Amanda's, you know, right? it makes you want to drink it. Well, here's what I think we should do. I think we should do our part for the Kyle Cook, Amanda Batula show. They have Loverboy at Benny's. We should both go buy a case. And for the next episode, we need to do a taste test. We should do a review. We've talked about this before, a review of all the Bravo Liberty products. And we can do like flavor by flavor for Loverboy. 100%. All of you listening, let us know on Instagram at Bravo Replay. If you're interested in listening to that, watching it, if you want to see more visual, if you want to hear it, we would love to do that sacrifice for you and take those sips. <laughs> or the cans. Let's be honest. I'd, I'd down a can and then start talking about my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is like five hours long. Right? <laughs> I, have I, have my, I have my notepad out, my notepad <laughs> my pen. I'm like, yes, Kate, tell me more about that. Right. <laughs> Then we reverse. (laughs) And then we have Malia on and then we become her therapists. Yeah. (laughs) I want to help her. I don't think Malia is a bad person by any means. I think she just needs some some reworking and some noodling about maybe how we think about men and, you know, male familial relationships are different than romantic ones. And some people struggle with that, Teresa Giudice. How you actually say her last name, but neither here nor there that she cannot pronounce her own name. <laughs> I love how often you bring this up on this podcast because that is not the first time you've said that. No, no. Uh, yeah, she, she needs to go to the therapist. Again, keep her on Bravo. I don't think she needs to leave quite yet, but I, yeah, I think that's something that would help her out a lot. I think it would completely resolve all the issues with Melissa and Joe. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's really what a big portion of it is Melissa needs to accept that Teresa is who she is to some extent and like just understand that 
Joe is always going to be in between. He's going to have to manage with his wife and his sister. But Teresa needs to let go and understand that, like, that's her brother. This is his wife. This is the mother of his three children. And you got to just accept it. They've been married, like, 20 years at this point. You know, you got to get over it. Exactly. She's not going away. Anywho. (laughs) For our next question, another two points. Mm -hmm. How long were Carl and Lindsay dating before they got engaged? How long were Carl and Lindsay dating before they got engaged? Well, if you listen to Austin from Southern Charm on Winter House, she touched his dick when they got together at Kyle and Amanda's wedding. But I'm stalling because I don't actually know the answer because I'm real bad at math. But if they got together, wait, 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 I can math this out. If Kyle and Amanda got got married in 2021... They got engaged uh, two years? No, wait. Three years or two years? They got two years. Two years. So the official, and this is going off of official relationship breakdowns. They started hooking up and all that from the wedding, but they did not officially become boyfriend-girlfriend until January 2022. There's a few interviews beforehand where they're they're kind of like, oh, we're just having fun right now. They didn't really want to say concretely out loud that they were in a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. But it came out in the new year that they were officially dating. They made an official statement at this time, too, to the public that they were dating at that time. And then it really moved rapid fire. They got engaged August 2022. So it's measured in months, not years. Eight months. But I, I do think that they had a longer kind of behind the scenes, like hooking up. But what they're considering to the public is they officially were dating in January, engaged in August. So that is eight months. Now, they knew each other for many years and things, but and, he, and that's a lot of reasons why I think, you know, Danielle and some of the other cast members pushed back so much on the engagement because that's, it's pretty quick, you know, but I think it's pretty quick and it seemed a little manic of Lindsay and Carl to get engaged that quickly. I agree. I think that they're actual relationship behind closed doors was longer than that i think it was two years that's i'm, I'm gonna stick by that <laughs> yeah i think i think they were sleeping together for two years oh more than that i i i think they since they met they've definitely like really, on and off right but i think yeah. like consistently probably like about two a year and a half and yeah. then they were like hey we've been sleeping together a long time like let's just date and then that's when they but then it just went rapid fire they like moved in bought a car got engaged it was like they kind of did everything in just like such a compressed part of time they kind of like did all the exciting big events like in a really short period of time and then I think it kind of fizzled out for them and then they were like oh it's not fun anymore Lindsay's on a timeline man Lindsay's on a timeline and god bless her god bless her timeline I love Lindsay god bless her team Lindsay okay last Kyle Cook question for one point how old is Kyle present day for one point, how old is Kyle present day? I know this. I know this. So his birthday's in the summer, and we're filming this in February 2024, so he hasn't had his birthday yet. He was born in either 1981 or 1982, and I'm trying to figure out if it's... Okay, I can do this based on... He had his 40th. No. It was his 39th in the pandemic episodes. 
So he was born in 1982, which means he is, uh, I can't math this out. Wait, twenty in 2022, he turned 40. 2023, he turned 41. And he hasn't had his birthday yet in 2024. So he is 41. That is correct. He is 41 oh. years old. I think he looks 35. 33. He looks great. He does. I mean, you can tell he's had work done too. Both like he and Amanda do not look the same from their season one. And I think that's because they've had artful work done. And I support that. Yeah, he's definitely gotten Botox, you can tell, like in his forehead and his eyes. Yeah, he's got the pillow cheeks too. Yeah, he does. He's definitely a little cheek filler, but I think he looks great. I mean, for him just drinking a lot and <laughs> eating just like pizza off the floor, he looks fantastic. I think him and Amanda both look great. I don't think you can have those bodies if you're drunk all the time and eating pizza off the floor all the time. I have a feeling that he is probably, and she, very regimented when the show isn't filming because you just don't look like that if you do that all the time and if you look at them also everyone's season one they have very different bodies they have very different faces you know amanda had this very full face and now she she looks a lot more slender yeah well i mean that's the bravo face right your first face your first face your first season is always a lot different then you get the money and then all of a sudden, oh, your nose is cute and like not like mine. And oh, like you, your cheeks are more pronounced. And oh, your eyes are suddenly wider and brighter. Like you got the eye lift. It's like, I I actually kind of miss circa like early housewives faces. I think they're, I just like them. They're, they can emote more because they can move them. I do miss just seeing more like real bodies and real faces yeah. on TV. Like I think of just all of the first probably one to three seasons of Real Housewives. They yeah. all just look more, you know, not everyone has the same boob job with the same veneers with the same nose yeah. job. Yeah. And they just look so uniform now. And they clearly are all going to the same doctor to get the same, you know, like little white square teeth that they all have those veneers. and I'm like sometimes if you know your natural face is what looks best for you like you know everyone right. getting these kind of Instagram model faces I have a hard time telling these people apart because I think I they all look the same and I'm like when Meredith and Lisa first came on Salt, La Salt Lake City I could right. not tell them apart until no. like the reunion I was like oh my god who's who I agree listen as somebody who had a catastrophic fall last year and fell directly on her nose, this big thing literally saved my life because I was told by the ER doctors, like, you're really lucky. It's going to have gone straight up into your brain and you'd be dead. So we should all thank our big noses if you have them because they can save your life one day. I like when people look unique. I think uniqueness is more pretty. And there might be some people that maybe aren't conventionally attractive, but they're unique facial features is what makes them good looking is where it's like wow I've never seen someone that looks like that before I agree I agree a thousand percent but that's just my opinion um but a little Botox that doesn't hurt anyone oh no please all right so you got that question correct now for our last question drum roll please <laughs> for one point what is Carl's mom's name for one point, what is Carl's mom's name? Oh, she's on there all the time, too. What is it? It's like Susan or it's 
it's it's something very like it's it's oh, it's like Linda Susan Sharon it's 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 like a name you don't ever see on a baby because you you don't look at a beautiful newborn baby and go oh hi Gail you know what I mean it's like it's the name of somebody who works HR and complains about their kids it's Susan Sharon I'm gonna go Sharon that is correct it ah! is Sharon you never see a baby and go oh hi Sharon that's like the name of like a fully formed adult or like Bertha or something like that. Yes. Like that's not that's not a little baby. No, it's just like and like men's names like Ernest. This is my baby Ernest. It's like, no, that is that is a 45 year old man who wears a denim vest and has a friend named Vern or like Gary. Can you imagine naming a baby Gary? I, apologies to all the babies named Gary's or if you have a baby or if you are a Gary, but like that's not a baby name. No, but that baby's Sharon was once a baby and she is the mother of Carl when he was once a baby, which I'd even argue, argue Carl is a weird baby's name. It's not a it's not a baby name. What do you call a baby named Carl? Carly? Probably not. Can anybody name Carl or it, can any if you have a name like this, first off, apolo like apologies for shitting on it. It's a good name for an adult, but could you tell us what you were called as a baby? Because, like, what do you call a baby named Linda? Linda the baby? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, those are interesting. And I, I'm interested to see, like, in the future when some of our names, like, when our generation, you know, if we don't get hit by an asteroid or something's going to happen, if we're all eventually an older generation, are people going to say, like, oh my God, like, you can't name a baby Kate? Like, what do you mean? Like, that's, you know, is it, is it because our proximity to that? generation that we just associate those type of names with older people it's hr names to me like the lady in hr linda sharon gail or like gail's actually i've always thought the name of a waitress who's just over your shit and her feet hurt and she's going to tell you to get the coffee if you ask her for recommendations and just walk off and that's my preferred type of server is oh, yeah. i just want business just in out get me the stuff yeah go take your smoke break leave me alone stop asking me like what's good it's all good or it's all terrible just make your fucking pick <laughs> uh but yeah sharon you know bless her heart she has been on a lot of summer house and i think yeah. she's supportive of carl i literally could pick her out on the street if i saw her i'd be like oh that's sharon that's carl's mom and i just think it's a cute little you know he him bringing his family into it i think it really shapes Carl. And I think Carl has made such great transformation since becoming sober. I do think he seems happier within himself. And you can see such a difference of him in earlier seasons when he isn't. So I yeah. wish him the best with that journey because I know it's it's fucking hard. And especially losing your brother to that is traumatizing. More, yeah. It's it's funny that you could pick Sharon because I could pick Kyle Cook's mom out. She is. Oh, well, they look just alike. That's why. And the way she talks to him, it's like, it's crazy. I am obsessed with his mom because she'll be like, yeah, I cheated on your dad a lot. He'll be like, well, I guess it runs in the family. And you're like, guys, that's not the takeaway here. Like, come on. <laughs> I think that says a lot to their family culture, though, that it's just kind of like, whatever, there's one spouse that cheats a lot and the other spouse just takes it. And I mean, Amanda, it must be Kyle's dad and Kyle is his mother. So I always wonder with those type of people, it's like, 
what if Amanda cheated on Kyle? Is he oh. going to give her as much grace as she gave him? And I, me thinks no. I think Kyle drunk responding would be different than Kyle sober. Kyle drunk responding would be like, well, I guess I can do it again. And like, he would want to even the score. Kyle sober would not be cool with it. Absolutely not. I wish the best for them. I do think they've had quite the rocky road, the two of them. It is a little concerning, like how him and his mom are pretty cavalier with the cheating of it all. But, you know, that's none of my business. They're grown adults. They're free to make whatever choices they want to make. But I do think Kyle would be quite hypocritical if it was the other way around. I don't think he would be as forgiving as Amanda's been to him. I love how much you love Amanda. And I'm a Kyle girl because I just want to see him 20 years from now when he's 61 getting wasted at 2 a.m. and screaming at 20-somethings that they're not partying hard enough. I would pay good money to watch that show. I do think they're a good couple. Kyle and Amanda do complete each other. I do think they genuinely like each other. They have the same sense of humor. He does love her. I know he's stepped out a few times, but I do think it's not like someone where I don't think Jax can like feel human emotions. Like I don't think Kyle is a Jax by any means. He does care for Amanda. You can tell, you know, when she doesn't feel well or something, he is very caring and giving. I think he just kind of coming from his background, he's definitely from an upper middle class Oh yeah, must be family where he's kind of been born into a world where everything fits for him and everything works for him. So he kind of thinks that, you know, he doesn't really have repercussions for his actions. But ultimately, I do think he loves Amanda. And I think he would be kicking himself if he ever lost her because she is so pretty and such a great dresser. You're a fool. I'll take her, Kyle. You fool. <laughs> Bravo replays an Amanda Petula stand account, apparently. I don't think I've ever even made a post about her. Well, I think it's time to change that. I just, I think, yeah, I think she dresses well. I think she's really pretty. Also, Sierra, I'm obsessed with her on Summer House. I think she, she's a Victoria's Secret model now. She went from Summer House to Victoria's Secret model. That's the dream. For who? For, for a model, <laughs> for an up and coming model to go from, she was a nurse working in the pandemic to now she's the front of a major brand's marketing i mean she is zero flaws i've never seen her in a bad outfit like the summer house girls are stunning all of They're them gorgeous they are all of them i like the messier ones give me a Lindsay. <laughs> give me Lindsay hubbard with her slur i just love her when she's slurring you and giving you like here's what you need to do it's like my i love Lindsay. Lindsay was made for reality tv oh i just love her i love her slur advice slurring you're not treating me very well like it's just like I can't even recreate it because she just has this way she talks I'm like oh that girl wasted if she wasn't on summer house she would be on another reality show oh she yeah. was born for reality tv I agree a thousand percent I agree well are you ready for your total point score for the summer house boys quiz by the way we should call this episode the boys of summer because of that like eagle song but yes I'm ready I'm not sure what you're referencing. Uh, I'm so old. But... <laughs> the boys of summer have gone. That song. Nothing. Oh, my God. Zero. Zero. Oh. Tumbleweeds That's... in my head right now. Oh, my God. Okay. Give me my score. I feel so old. Well, you did great. You came out with six points. I'll take it. Six out of ten? Yep. I'll take it. I'm dying, so I'll take it. I'm sitting in a like a, a hoarder home right now. 
I'm, I'm quite happy with that. I think you should be very proud of that. Everyone else listening, please let us know what you got. Did you get higher than Kate, lower? Do you have any suggestions for future episodes, other questions? Feel free to DM us at Bravo Replay on Instagram. Please do. Okay, let's go to yours and my favorite section. Section? No, what do we call this segment? I am dying here. It's called Look Who's Talking Trash. And I'm going to bring it back old school for you today, Mattia, because Tamara, your girl Tamara, posted a flashback to Tamara's first reunion, which we know happened around 2007. And it's great because Tammy, um, no, sorry, it was Quinn. Do you remember Quinn Fry from around that time says, Tamara, you finally unblocked me. And then Andy jumps in and does hashtag justice for Quinn. Quinn replies with, Andy, totally agree. It's not really trash talking. I just like that Quinn is calling Tamara out and putting their dirty laundry on air. What do you think about that? I cannot remember. Why did Tamara have Quinn blocked? I don't remember the storyline. Quinn, like, she was the one who she was dating a lot younger guy. She had struggled with cancer. But I don't remember yeah. fighting with Tamara. I think Tamara's just one of those blockers, right? Where people just like, I don't like the cut of your jib anymore, or I don't want to associate with you. You're not like, you're negative to my energy or whatever. And she just goes on blocking sprees. Well, Tamara, please do not uh, block us. You have liked one of our posts before, so please don't block us. We don't want that. We'll always give you good energy. I just like it. It's just such like a, a mom thing to do to say, oh, you unblocked me. It's like a very Midwestern. Oh, I see. It's like super passive aggressive. I just really love that kind of energy. And the fact that Andy waited in there is even better. I would love to see some of those people like Quinn, uh, Tammy come back that were oh, on yeah. some of those early seasons. Or even if they did like a special episode where it was, where are they now? And they went back and they just did like a little segment of maybe just a 20 minute interview, kind of like, what have they been doing since Real Housewives? And what is their pulse on Real Housewives? I would watch the shit out of that. It's like what VH1 used to do, where they would go back and revisit everything they need. I wish Bravo, I mean, I, I think we're at a crossroads with Bravo. I feel like it's getting a little long in the tooth, and now you you really need to come up with new ways to make it fun and inventive. I was thinking about this, too, actually, when I finished Winter House. I think some of these women on Winter House, Summer House, in a few years, they could develop to Real Housewives too, or some form of a Real Housewives yeah. show. And I think that's kind of their future that they should lean into. Let's be honest, Lala Kent has been gunning for that for years. Yeah, and I, I really liked Casey on Summer House, or Winter House, I'm sorry. Casey on Winter House, she was blonde, she was into crypto. Oh, her? She was a kook and I loved it. That is the type of kook that I love. I thought she was great and interesting and a mess. And I was like, this is who I want as like a future housewife. I didn't like her because she is one of those pick me girls. She's like, all girls have a problem with me because I'm pretty. And like Luke is like, Luke is not my favorite, but Luke was not being creepy. Casey was just being like, a look at me, don't look at me type of girl. And it was just like, come on. I like her. I think she'll be good. I think she's interesting enough. And I liked her and Brian on this season of Winter House. So that's my vote. That's what I think the future should be is they should invest in these type of people to then either become Real Housewives or some different version of a Real Housewife. Because I do like to see the 
I don't want it to become all young, hot people because no. there's nothing more fucking boring than watching a bunch of Instagram models or Instagram yeah. model wannabes just fake fight because they're just all with like undiagnosed personality disorders yeah. and like nothing could be more uninteresting to me. I want to watch real people that look real and their real conflicts with their real marriage, with their real kids. Like that is what I'm, that's what I originally signed up for. Yeah, I agree. I a thousand percent agree. I do not want younger housewives put them. I want Gen Xers who are delusional and are like Lisa, you know, it's a front for something. They're money laundering. Let's do it. I agree. Well, do you feel better now, Kate, from when we started recording? I mean, yeah, it's always cathartic. to. T- I mean, I still hate my life. I'm still living in a hovel hole. I feel like I'm going to see mice scurry around because like that's just what I associate like with boxes everywhere. But I'm, I'm glad we did this today. And apologies, I did not prepare a game. So the game is the game. The game is the game of life. It's the yeah. game of life. It's just survival. Thank you for jumping in there because I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> no, I think you did great. I feel better. I love a good Bravo vent sesh. Thanks, you guys, for coming on this kind of hectic chaos journey with us but we needed it yeah i hope that it helped you guys too if it did please leave us five stars on apple podcasts or spotify unfortunately spotify doesn't show the username who leaves a five-star review so i can't give you a shout out but know that you're seen you're heard we love you thank you guys so much for all the five-star reviews it totally is worth it please check us out at bravo replay on instagram And we will see you guys at the next episode. Once again, stay messy.